Hello world and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan where nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports, music, to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. As I stated, my name is Rajan Lewis. Now, one of the goals of Real Talk with Rajan is to shine a light on the great things that are happening right here in the low country. I know we talk about everything that's going on all around the world. We talk about Kansas. We talk about what's going on in Wichita, Kansas. We talk about what's going on in St. Louis, Missouri. We talk about what's happening in, in Michigan, in Detroit, Michigan. And we talk about what's happening in California, New York. But I'm telling you, that right here in the low country, we have people doing amazing, amazing, amazing work. And tonight, my special guest, return guest, my cousin, my homie, a.k.a. Miss Regina Duggins, Gina Mocha. Thank you for joining me, love. You are on mute. All right. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? Thanks for having me. You already know. You already know. Please introduce yourself to the audience for those who, who may not be familiar with you. My name is Regina Duggins. I also go by Gina Mocha, a local poet, yep. um, an educator, and I'm the founder of Charleston Black Pride. And I'm also newly uh, running as a candidate for South Carolina House District 111. Mm. Mm. All right. So let's, so I know for some people, you know, this is, I've, we've met, you know, <laughs> multiple right. times, but I want to make sure that we do a little bit, bit of background before we get into, into your, into your current um, aspirations. So just give a little background on, on, on your history and, you know, what brought you to this place. All right. Well, um, I'm originally uh, born and raised from Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York, and um, family of six. I'm the youngest. Um my dad was killed when I was three years old. So um, my mom, you know, a single mother raised me. I went to New York City Public Schools, graduated, uh, went to college and um, started going into the education route in the education field. Um, I received my bachelor's degree and I started um, teaching in fourth grade. And during that time, um, I had a miscarriage in the front of my classroom and uh, it was it was very hard for me and but god had another plan for me so two months later i was blessed to raise two of my deceased um brother's children and at the time they was five years old um so they came to live with me uh, a year later i was only 24 at the time a year later i had gotten custody of my sister's uh baby she was a couple was a week old and then um, a year after that, I have gotten custody of two more of my sister's children. And at the time, there was four and nine. And one is uh, severely and profoundly um, MR and autistic and nonverbal. 24 years old now, um, but I've had a lot of growth raising five children, 26 years old, um, fighting hard for my family and keeping them together. So during that time, um, I wanted something better. So that's how I got to Charleston, South Carolina. My family's originally from St. George, South Carolina. So when I came um, down here for visiting as childhood and stuff, this was a place that I always loved. So um, 10 years ago, it's about to be 10 years come August, I moved here to Charleston, South Carolina and um, started getting involved in the community. Um, my kids was going to Burke High School, uh, James Simmons. So um, with James Simmons, I started to work on the um, PTA. I was a PTA president, I did SIC. Um, just kept on doing, doing after school programming. Then I moved to being a daycare director of Zion Olivet for several years. Then I went on to Sanders Clyde and I was the assistant coordinator for Kaleidoscope. 
then from there teaching at Military Magnet Academy. So I've done a lot of work in the community and just building myself up on this 10 year journey, as well as obtaining my master's degree in special education and a doctoral degree in education for um, administration and um, K emphasis in K through 12. Mm. And um, then I went on to just for about two years, going on three, I've been district 20 constituent school board member. I was also the educational director for the League of Women Voters. So I'm, I've been out here, like I said, I've been in all realms and trying to get all the knowledge I possibly can, working with a lot of people and um, a lot of circles and um, trying to really help as much as I possibly can. That community work started when I was young myself. I was 11 years old. I started my first dance group because I am um, a rape survivor and I didn't want anything happening to the children in my neighborhood. So I asked my mom, could I turn my living room into the, uh, living room into a dance studio? And she'd let me. So they would come to me. I'd take them to free lunch. And then after that, they'll learn dance and my mom would cook cake and have different stuff. And so they stayed with me to about six 30. Cause you know, we were last key kids when we were younger. So mm -hmm. I just didn't want them wandering the building and just something happened to them um, that happened to me. So I kind of got strength at that age, 16. I became the youth um, president of my tennis association and people were looking at me crazy. Like, what are you doing coming here with these big issues? And you're only <laughs> a teen yourself, but I was fighting for teens issues and issues that was going on and my apartment and things like that. And I uh, wanted to make sure the block party was going right, making sure the basketball course was up to par because summer was coming. I mean, going around the building, collecting money for um, flowers when people had passed away. So it was, listen, I've been in community since I was uh, young enough to say I was in community. You know? And that's one thing I definitely know about you. Every time I've ever seen you, you know, you, you've been here on the show or I've seen you out in an event in the community. Um, <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about your work. I know that you started last time you came on. You were talking about Charleston Black, um, Charleston Black Pride. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about about um, starting that organization and what what went into that and where you guys are now? Okay, so Charleston Black Pride was um, started a year ago. So this was our one year. COVID nineteen kind of postponed a lot of our one year events, but we're still going to highlight and do some things. Um, Charleston Black Pride is an LGBTQ um, organization. And it, I was first on Pride, Charleston Pride Board, and um, I just felt like uh, doing something separate and, and, and highlighting the Black issues is different from when you're under the umbrella of just of all the other prides. Absolutely. So um, when you're with the Black Pride, you're more doing solidarity and healing and um, empowerment. And so that's the focus in the realm and the route that we go with Charleston Black Pride with um, highlighting that in the community, uh, you know, financial literacy for black um, LGBTQ housing. We um, mm -hmm. do food drives. We've done a memorial for a trans community. So those that was part of the reason why um, I wanted to start it here in Charleston. I felt that, hey, I'm here. I'm a lesbian out woman. And mm -hmm. I, I'm proud to say, and I, I know that there are lesbian people and LGBTQ people here of color in the community. So I just wanted to make sure that they had a safe space mm. that they can come to of all ages. And if they wanted to speak to me or my other board members, um, at least it was representation here. Mm. So, so in, so in working together, um, what, what type of events were you guys able to put on? We have done, um, 
Thanksgiving dinner. We've done um, we've done a party event. We've done HIV AIDS awareness during Black History Month. Um, we've done a give back to the community. We've also did a spotlight on a local um, black owned restaurant, uh, Spot 47. Um, just meeting with politicians to talk to them about our issues that we do have in the community. Um, I mean, we've had just, I mean, just different things that, that came across that we needed to address um, mm. and a, a great turnouts um, and just still doing, you know, we just did a food drive um, on the east side. So just giving back and letting them know that we're present even during COVID-19. We don't, we didn't want people to think that, you know, we were just here for partying purposes, social right. gatherings, events. No, we're here for education, um, enlightenment, and um, just letting people know that we're their extension or their, you know, family. Mm. That's really great. That's I, I want to make sure that we, I, I take a point. And this is really the baseline I'm trying to establish is you do work. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, I, right. I, I, I know the story. You know I, what I mean, know. so yeah. So I, I want to make sure that we do establish the fact that you 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 are out here because you know, um, as we get into the discussion about you know the 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 run for SC House District, you know, to yeah. some people they may say, who is this person? You know, we right. we 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 don't know her, right. but I promise you, if you've been out in the community, you've seen her. You may not have spoken to her, but she's been out there. Yeah. Um, and because you are a frontline soldier, that's one thing I know for you Thank about you. you for sure. Um, let's talk about um constituent house district, uh, constituent constituent school board. Um, okay. you 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 uh won that last last election, years, cycle, correct? yeah, last yeah, elections. Um, so with that, um, we work at out of based out of Burke High School, um, District 20 constituent school boards. We mostly deal with those that are coming there with suspensions, or we do also working with rezoning. We haven't really started on that yet. We will be, um, but we'll also uh, work on um, attendance zones and things like that, people moving in and out or wanting transfers. Mm -hmm. So some of the biggest things that we do get is, you know, cases from um, schools uh, fighting, bullying, things like that. So we get to, of course, have some one-on-one -on -one discussions with the students, that are coming with the infractions and trying to see how best way we can service them. Um, I'm not big on expulsions because, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's uh, uh, so many routes and so many things that's in, that's not in place or that can be in place. Sometimes the families may need counseling sessions that we can possibly suggest to them or mentoring programs. We make suggestions to them, um, you know, see what wraparound services the school needs or doesn't have, or is the child, has the child been in that? So, you know, I kind of take that to heart. So with me doing, I do a um, pajama drive uh, for the last three years and it's for CD and kindergarten. I wanted to start putting my face out. And this is something that I did off the cuff. This is not what you do if you're a constituent board. I just wanted to right. do it. But I did it with the five local schools that's in downtown Charleston and um, bringing teddy bears and pajamas because that's something that I had gotten when I was younger and I did it with my family um, was getting pajamas for Christmas if, if there's nothing else. And they mm -hmm. loved it. I made sure they people send brand new character ones so that, you know, because they have character parades during yeah. the holidays right. so that the kids feel apart. And the teachers were starting to tell me that it was kind of a stressor with some of the families that they and I said, don't worry, we got it. And we've raised, I mean, we've gotten like 250, 300 pajamas. And I, I dress up and put on, 
my put on my uh, elf ears and my bell shoes and Christmas shirt and go with a bag and stuff. I have my girls with me, my kids, you know, and we drop it off to the classrooms and they are so amazed. So I just didn't want to be a constituent board member that sat behind the, the time that they only see me as when I'm debating on their life goals and their uh -huh. next endeavors. I really wanted to be more involved in the community where they saw me and um, doing all that I possibly can to just make a little difference for the youth. And then even with my constituency, so I teach, I'm an educator at Military Magnet Academy and I take a liking um, um, to my seniors. Uh -huh. So whenever my, for the last probably three years, I've taken them either out to dinner or I've done something um, with them. Um, this year is the only time that we wasn't able because of COVID-19, right. but I went and supported them for their um, celebration. They had a, a parade. And so I went to that, make sure I'm present. Um, I'm not just in the school as the reading intervention is for middle school. I work in all assets, um, anywhere they need me, I'm there, um, even mentoring. Um, and then as the reading intervention is we've done um thanksgiving dinner boxes to them. i mean we did stop the violence i did a stop the violence concert mm -hmm. with military matic and have the band perform and this was you know out in james island so we we've done i mean i've done so many different things that's out of the realm of what they pay me mm -hmm. but this is because of my heart and my passion yeah yeah for sure and I, again it shines through it, it shines Thank through you. in everything you say and it shines through in your actions my wife my uh, my mom actually pointed out one thing that I wanted to make sure we did highlight. You were a recipient of the Emmanuel Nine uh, Spotlight yes. Award last year um, yes. at the 2019 uh, Spotlight Awards, for um, which was held by the Spot 47. Shout out to um, Deborah Powell, yes. Deborah Anderson Powell. I love you, Miss Deborah, and I hope yes. you're healing. All right, we miss yes. you. I, I miss you. I got to come by and see you. But can yes. you talk a little bit about, about what that was and what that experience was like for you? Uh, well, I won the Ethel Lance Award, and um, Ethel Lance was one of the ones who was murdered or killed in um, Emmanuel 9, um, which was horrible, you know. But I found out the type of woman that she was and why they kind of matched us together. They said she was a type of woman who was for her family, but she was tough. She stood up and she was strong, willed, and, you know, everybody knew her for getting the job done yeah. and doing what she needed to do. I spoke with her granddaughter I met at the um, event. And she told me, she said, when we read your bio, we automatically said that this is the perfect match. And I felt honored. I mean, mm. it really touched me and enlightened me, you know, um, for winning that award. And, um, and part of it was highlighting being a servant leader. So I'm like, I've been a servant leader since I was 11 years old doing yeah. community work. So this, it, you know how people say, don't worry about the glory. It's going to come. Yes. Just be patient. And that was when I started shining. And I was yeah. just like, my, I didn't even know how to accept that. You know, we was there. And I mean, when they kept giving the gifts and stuff, I was passing them to my mother. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. I was like telling my mom, I, I gave a big thing. I, I give this all back to my mom because she, yeah. it, she didn't birth me. And my mom, at, at, she was uh, later in life when she had me. Um, she could have made any decision and choices, you know, um, but she decided to keep me. You know, she had a real rough pregnancy with me, uh, even in delivery, you know. Um, I could have gone, I could have passed because of the direction I was turned, mm. but something turned me around and my mom has never had a C-section and they had everything prepped and I turned and saved her from getting cut. So it's just like when she tells me those stories, I, I have anything, what else to do to pay her back in that kind yeah. of way? And she yeah. said, I don't owe her anything, but I feel like, come on, you know, she's done a lot and she's been through a lot and 
just paying homage. So when I won the award, I was like, Ma, this is this is for you too. Yeah. You know, yeah. because those nights that I was out and doing my poetry and being involved in anything, she held the house down. Yeah, yeah. You know, or she supported me, and I was glad that because she, she's been sick, and so I was glad that she was able to be a part of that night too. So it was yeah. really monumental. It was it really was. It was really special for me, and everybody that was um, just awarded and honored even yeah. if they won an award or not you still right. felt like you were winners yep. uh, and that's what i love miss deborah for because yep. many times when you at a celebration i've been honored in quite a few awards this last um year that one stood out more yeah. and it, it met yeah. it melt and it, it kind of meant a little more because everybody was winners nobody yeah. felt like losers in that place you know yeah. just your name got highlighted when it came the story became smaller when yeah. it became you for the winner but to receive awards all throughout for each of the winners each time was just incomparable to anything. Yeah. And it's, it's like they, she told us, she said it's going to be better than the Grammys. And listen, I, I don't know how I feel it'll be a gra Grammy winner. <laughs> I've watched, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that, if this is what the Grammy felt like, I could tell you right now, I, I got it. So I don't need any more or uh, accolades. I'm good. Yeah, it was, it was, it really was an amazing event. Like I hosted it the year before. And wow, like, okay. So like, then like she called me and she was like, "Yeah, you're a finalist. You can't you can't host this year." And I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, "Oh, well, okay." She's like, well, "You're a finalist." I'm like, "What?" Like yeah. that, you know. But like you said, you don't you don't do the stuff that you do expecting people to, no. you know, give you awards or acknowledge you and stuff. But when it happens, you know, like you said, like I've been acknowledged for things. That was the nicest thing. That was because you know the heart of the people. One, you know the heart behind the awards. You know it wasn't right. um, like corporately driven. It wasn't about, you know, anything other than, you know, people know you, people know the work that you do and they, they, they appreciate it. So even yeah. the people who weren't, you know, um, quote unquote, you know, winners that night were still winners. Like everybody right. was, right. everybody was on one. It was like such, such a love fest. Like it was dope, but I just yeah. wanted to, I wanted to make yeah. sure I, I hope you. she's doing it again this year. I right. hope she's doing it again this year because that's an amazing event. Um, once we know more then I'll probably put more out about that. Cause we are in the angel Alliance. So we got to make sure that we That's right. do our part with that. Yes. Um, but let's talk about your <laughs> candidacy. Let's talk about now we, 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 we've spent 20 minutes building up to this. So now let's talk about it. S State house district One Eleven. All yes. right. What yes. went into the decision for you to run for state house district One Eleven? Good question. Uh, being the voice of the voiceless. Um, I've, I live in this district and I mean, there, there's amazing people and amazing things that have been done in this community, but I just feel like there's a different voice that needs to come out and to be highlighted and shined, um, mm -hmm. new newness. Yeah. I'm about rebirth and I'm about carrying that torch because people is as good as they can be if they can pass the torch. And so someone that's shadowed in the, sh in the darkness and didn't really, uh, say much, but was there in your presence and watched uh, the person who is in is in the seat in the role now, um, it speaks kudos. It speaks volumes to me, you know. But I say everyone comes to a time to change hands, and mm. there's a there's a new breath, a new wind that always uh, needs to come in. And I I feel that I'm ready, you know. Uh, I've done a lot of work, 
And um, 10 years is a long time to actually say that from day one, stepping here in Charleston, I was just like, where can I help? What can right. I do? Yeah. You know, putting that that time in, I didn't just come out the blue and just say, oh, I got this. I know. I mean, I still don't got it all together, but I know people and right. I know what the people wants and needs because I have wants and needs myself. You know, and I just want to make sure that some little girl that looks up to me, that's a plus size thick girl can say, wow, she's there and I could be there too if I put yeah. that work in and and stay the, stay the, stay the track, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's basically how I got to this, this point now to say that I want to run. And I really, I mean, it, whether I win or lose, I don't feel that I've lost. Mm -hmm. I feel that I still win because I'm, I, I took a step out into something where everyone's been saying they need new black women leadership in leadership mm -hmm. and, yeah. and getting they kept saying for years, get at the table, get at the table, find a seat at the table. I've been building tables. Now I'm like, no, I want to sit at the table. I want to make some differences with some movers and shakers in the room. Mm -hmm. And it so happened to be that this is the district that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know it. I know this district. I mean, I, I know enough of it. I'm not saying yeah. I know everything because I don't. Right. Right. But right. I know enough of it. So for me to say, when you're going to speak about it, you can be able to say, yeah, I know where that place is. Or yeah. I know or how to get to that. Or I know some people who know or some connections. So I feel a little more comfortable instead of saying, oh, I'm just throwing my hat in and I got this and I'm just find my way. No, this community really can, it, with just a little bit of fine tuning, we can be that much greater. Great, great. Um, question. So what are the key issues for that district that you believe that you can you can bring to the table to help to help to, to make just that that bit of change? Well, I'm going to stick with what's present and current now. And this has been underlining. But right now, COVID-19 education um, is at the forefront. Those are one of my biggest issues. I stand in what I know. Um, and education crosses all um everyone in the district, no matter um, ethnicity, no matter gender, anything. So um, that's something that I really want to make sure that we highlight and make sure that, you know, with teachers pay and making sure the curriculum is changed, making sure we can work to change mindsets and by educating adults in our community. So education is something that I know for sure. Um, bringing more recreational programming um, to our district is a high need and making sure our youth is working, uh, making sure that all of the stakeholders within the community have a voice. Uh, people don't seem to realize that even the drug dealer has, is a stakeholder in the community. Yes. Um, so making sure that we bring all voices in and see how we can uh, utilize them in a positive note to make our community that much better. Um, so, uh, there's a high crime rate, of course, with domestic violence being, um, one of the top in South Carolina as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you have, uh, a, a, a community impactful, um, all together and, um, not a lot of resources coming in. I mean, we are in a food desert, uh, here. Um, so crime and things like that, it just seems like everybody's wanting the same kind of effect and they're, they're not reaching out people. I want to make sure that that's being done and, and um, able to uplift and see how we can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's diversity and there's uh, LGBTQ issues here in this community and it's always been. So I wanna make sure that I'm, uh, I mean, this is relatable to me. These are things that I know of and I can speak firsthand and be uh, bring some empathy to it as well. Mm -hmm. So um, when you talk about, and I know they've been doing an amazing job 
working to get the uh, hate crime bill. So that's something to keep pushing forth with different voices on the backing of a hate crime bill. Who knows what would ignite someone else to now say, you know what, maybe it is time, you know? So you never know what's holding people. Right. You never know. Um, affordable housing is another issue here, making sure. So, but once you can do mental health and education and get that, like, it's like almost what District 111 needs is wraparound services. Mm -hmm. So when you look in all the different entities and everything like that, and you pull it together, you say, wait a minute, when we can get that going, we look at our seniors here with Joyce of Floyd Manor, when, when we can get it all that from birth to seniors, it's a, an abundance of issues. Yeah. Um, but I know we can't do it all, but I know we can highlight and start doing some. And then grassroots organizations can help take care of the other stuff that, you know, we may not be able to um, do just from the, you know, state house level, but I will keep on fighting until we can get as much addressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what would you say? I have, I have a question because I, I know yeah. um, the incumbent is running against you, correct? Yes. So what is the difference? I want, I want you to be able to make your case for why vote for you as opposed to the right. incumbent. Okay. Well, one of the reasons um, is that I'm coming, like I said, with a new voice and a new vision. Um, and um, an innovative plan. Um, I'm working on a comprehensive plan and different um, sections that I just spoke about, different issues. Yeah. I'm also an educator. And I mean, as far as up to a doctoral level and, and having that in the classroom experience, I'm working on this front end and the back end. I'm a parent. And, you know, I mean, so when you have all of those combinations, you come with a different vision, a different view, and it's current stuff that I'm doing now. It's not things that I say, well, in the past or years ago, I was in education. No, I'm in education right now, and I see what's prevalent and pressing for teachers and for parents and for the uh, administration and staff. So, you know, I have that fresh on the forefront. So that's the difference that I will bring um, if someone is looking at me as far as being a candidate. I, I mean, both of us have a lot of uh, parallel um, fights, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I said, a female voice versus a male voice perspective is always gonna be two different folds. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that's some of the ways that I come about it, but we both are strong leaders. Yes. We both want um, so much done for our community and we want what's best, you know? Um, but like I said, sometimes we do know, know that um, innovation, um, new voice, new sound, new vision can really make a difference. Um, and just coming with the new wealth of backing. Uh, yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I want to make sure I ask that question because it's oh, no, that's fine. Because people are, they're going to have to on June 9th in, you know, as they're leading up yeah. to doing early, early voting, you know, they, they have to ask that question like, okay, cool. What is she bringing? And you yeah. definitely have, have, have made the case for yourself, um, to be that candidate. Um, I have one more question for you. Um, if for whatever reason you don't uh, win the primary and don't go into the general election, um, would would you put your support behind the other candidate? And if you are that person, would you reach out to them to ask for their support? Yeah, most definitely. Like I've been to a lot of Wendell Gill Yards events um, in the past. I've supported him. I've been at um, you know some things that he has done in the community. Um, we've actually stood hand in hand and arm in arm together when we had candlelight vigils uh, for a shooting or a killing that was on the east side. 
-hmm. So it's it's not like, you know, I'm coming on attack of him or I have some right. animosity towards right. him, not at all. No. And of course, I mean, he's another black male. He's another black person. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's in whole. He's a Democrat holding the seat. And that's what we want. Yeah. We want to, you know, make sure that representation is there. So, mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, like I said, I'm there to help whomever wins. And I'm going to still be out on the fight in the community. Yeah. Even win or lose, that's not a win or lose. That's why I kept I said in the beginning, I'm still gonna be winning in that sense because I was not afraid. Yes. And yeah. I didn't let fear or his or his 12 year or 10 years or who he knows and then to, to stop me from being the woman that I am and standing in a place that feels that I can too be a winner of it and take uh continue to take district 111 to a higher heights from the state house level. So yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, let's see. Um, we have a question from the audience. Uh, what is what is going to make you stand out for the elderly community um, that they would want to vote for you? Well, one is that, um, like I said, my I'm a caregiver of my 76 year old mom and she comes with the wealth of, um, you know, issues or things and in, in, in support. So I know how it feels to make sure that she's getting um, care making sure I've, I've sat down and spoke with social workers and making sure that she's getting what she needs. So making sure that like, okay, I can use Joseph Floyd Manor right now. I'm doing an initiative to, uh, for grandparents day, uh, um, adopt a grandfather, adopt a grandparent. Um, so we starting there, you know, getting gifts on father's day to a grandfather, um, and seeing what other initiatives they need, if they need, you know, appliances, if they need some kind. So making sure that we hear the seniors' voices as well. Um, if they need assessor, they need more outings. I mean, this is, I noticed that my mom for COVID-19, she's been home a lot. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been able to take her really out because she's at high risk. But I would like it if there was, you know, more uh, making sure these senior uh, living or senior activity program places have, uh, programs that's really running and that's um, helping and assisting our seniors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are the things we want to keep educating, keep giving them life, keep highlighting their stories and making sure that their voices are included because they are a, a, a pivotal and important part of our society and in um, all communities. Mm, absolutely. You know, so absolutely. I will, course, will talk to them and ask them, what do they want? Not yeah. just come on the strength that I know what they need. I know from what my mom needs. Right. At 76, you know, I go to the store and do errands and she loves her makeup. So I make sure I get that. She, you know, so her take care of her person who needs, you know, and she may want to go here and there. But I really want to sit down and, and I will ask them, you know, what what would you want to see me do for mm. you to be your voice up there? What, what do you feel that's not being more addressed? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I, I feel like I feel like I, I covered all my questions. I, I guess I also want I, I lastly want to ask if someone wants to support you, um, what can they do to support you to help you get to where you need to be? Please come to um, go to www.duggins, D-U-G-G-I-N-S, the number four house 111.com. And you'll get to find out more about my campaign and my run. Of course, donations is always welcome. Um, vote for me um, once you've um, going through and check me out, uh, Ballotpedia I'm on, you know, um, you can even call me. I mean, I'm a 718, I give every 807-8599. I'm fine. Call me. Yes. Text me. Have a one-to-one -one conversation with me. Let me yeah. know 
what your needs and concerns. I'm that transparent and I'm mm. that open. My number is freelance from, from the organization. So yeah. therefore, you know, but I mean, you can always reach me, email me, um, any way that you feel, because the main thing about when you're working for the people, you want to make sure you're connecting with the people yes. and yeah. hearing their voices and not just speaking on behalf. I wanted to connect the story. Like I could say, Rosemary Duggins, my mom said this, 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 and that. Not on what Regina thinks that Rosemary Duggins is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Two different voices, you know? Yeah. So yes. I want to carry the voice with the assumption that I know her story, their story, and this is what they need and wants are. So. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Gina. You yeah. know, you know, I, it's always love here, man. I, I respect so much what you do. Um, the work that you do speaks for itself. Um, and if your work speaks for you, then you're just talking a lot. You Thank you're you. killing it. And and Thank I and I love you for it. And you always know anytime after we get past the primary, if, hey, you went to the general, you already know. You already know. <laughs> Come back on. Let's chop it up and let's let's get you to that finish line. I I just want to tell people, listen, um, I know it's a hard time right now with us watching what's going on with the George Floyd case. And I know that those that have brothers and nephews and cousins and even sons, it's tough right now. It's hard. Um, But don't give up on prayer. Don't Mm. give up on hope. Um, Believe that there's something that's a blessing that's going to come at the end of all of this struggle that we're going through, even with COVID-19 hitting the uh, African-American communities heavily. There's always something after this storm. So just stay hopeful, stay mindful that there will be a better change coming in the end. And um, Mm. that's all I can just final thoughts to people. I love that. I love that. Don't forget prayer. Um, I definitely want to make sure that we do, you know, send a special, special, um, prayer out to the families of, you know, we, we just had Mr. Dang, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, just recent one. George. George Floyd. Mr. George Floyd. Uh, Brianna yes. Taylor. Um, uh, Ahmaud uh, Aubrey. Uh, Aubrey. Like, yeah. like it's, it's, it's sad that we have to continue to say these names, but I think it's important that we do say the names so that their names have not forgotten. You know, they say once somebody doesn't truly die until they're, until they're forgotten. Yeah. Um, so we want to make sure we continue to, cons- to say their names, including, you know, the ones that came before them, I, but I hate that we continue to have these cases. Thank you for talking about that. Um, I hope that you know if you if you end up in that seat, that you can help write some legislation that can that can make sure that people aren't able to walk away, you know, from putting bodies in the ground that are supposed to be protecting people. So thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. You know, I, I love you so much. I love you too, and uh, yeah. y'all stay strong. Okay, stay yeah, yeah. safe. Like, give me stay one second. Let me close now. I'll come right back to you. Uh-huh. All right. So that is tonight's show. I want to thank you all so much for watching this week. Thank you to Gina Mocha, a.k.a. Regina Duggins. Uh, make sure you support her and her candidacy. Find out more about her. Go to www.dugginsforhouse.com. Duggins4house.com. Go to her website. Find out more about her and what she's doing. Um, next week's Local Celebrity Spotlight is going to shine on... I don't... Oh, Erica Copley. Erica Copley's coming on. Um, she's to talk about you know, her organization and what she's doing to bring um, attention and awareness to autism in the, in the low country and across the state. Um, she also has something else that she's working on, but I can't remember it, but that's okay. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a light shined on, please reach out to me on my website. That's www.realtalkrajan.com so that we can discuss getting you on the show. 
This and all of my shows, in addition to the Car Chronicle series, is now available for your listening pleasure via Apple, Google, Spotify, and any place you can find podcasts. You can also find it on my website, www.realtalkrajan.com. If you'd like to be made aware of when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please be sure to click the follow or subscribe tab on the page and turn on the notifications so that you'll know when something new has been posted to the page. I'm going to pause right there because right now I have 125 videos on youtube and i have 145 subscribers don't do me like that y'all i'm dope in the meantime follow me on social media to stay up to date on what's happening with real talk with rajan if you go to any social media site and type in real talk rajan that's r-e-z-s-a-u-n i'm gonna pop up if i'm not there i'm probably never gonna be there so don't look for me there feel free to leave comments questions or whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or the message section I love reading your messages and getting your feedback, even when it's negative. I would also appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating on my podcast, if you're listening on the podcast, and download the podcast. I'm a really dope podcast, everywhere you can find podcasts, um, and review it on uh, Facebook and my YouTube channel. I am currently accepting invitations and speaking engagements and event hosting opportunities. If you'd like for me to speak at or host your event, you can request me via my website. You guessed it, www.realtalkforjohn.com. In closing, always remember, God is everything, and without him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. But that is Real Talk. I will see y'all next week. Peace.